0: Hello and welcome to the Wellness Breakdown with me, Eve Kalinick, and me Rose Ferguson the podcast where we test out the latest health and wellness fads and see if they actually
1: work. We have so many people coming to our clinics and asking us about this craze and that trend, so we decided to do a podcast about it.
0: If you've just found us, there's a host of interesting topics we've dug into this series already, from examining the world of collagen to trying out oxygen therapy and exploring the magical effects of mushrooms.
1: We have also been getting lots of messages from you guys on the wellness fads you're trying, and what you'd like us to explore.
0: Yes, so please keep those coming in. You can message us on our Instagram page at The Wellness Breakdown or on our own pages and email us on info at thewellnessbreakdown.co.uk.
1: And if you haven't already, please do subscribe. This season is sponsored by Ancient and Brave. Ancient and Brave expertly blend impactful botanicals, modern nootropics and functional nutraceuticals to create a new generation of sustainably sourced supplements with targeted health benefits.
0: Ancient and Brave originates from combining the ancient wisdom and rituals we've had for thousands of years with the deeper understanding wellness strategies we now have.
1: We're both fans of supplementing collagen, but not all collagen is created equal. With so many products on the market, it's important to choose one that's pure, clean, highly absorbable and clinically researched. Ancient and Brave tick all these boxes.
0: As well as nourishing your skin, collagen has a whole host of holistic benefits from supporting healthy connective tissue to easing some of the changes we experience as we age.
1: True wellness, however, is thinking about the bigger picture. For Ancient and Brave, a commitment to sustainability and ethical practice is integral to their brand. As such, they are one of B Corp's highest scoring wellness brands globally, as well as a member of the powerful global initiative, 1% for the Planet.
0: Founded to prevent greenwashing, certify reputable giving, and provide accountability, 1% for the Planet also means donating 1% of all sales to environmental causes that protect the planet. So buying their products means you're supporting the planet too.
1: So it's our last episode of the series, Rose. I know. I've really enjoyed this series, I have to say. And this one is a little Christmas special add-on.
0: Yeah, I've really enjoyed it too. We've had some amazing guests. Obviously saved the best one till last. That episode last week was just like amazing. I mean, oh my God. brilliant on many levels, <laughs> I think, is the way to sum that one up. <laughs> if you guys haven't listened, you have to go back because it was your husband, Jake Chapman. Yes. Artist extraordinaire doing uh, yoga.
1: We put the the trailer up on on all the different platforms and it's so funny All the, everybody like laughing going oh you know just me berating my husband basically for just being so annoying
0: we got him on the po- well you managed to convince him more specifically to come on the podcast and then essentially we kind of trolled him for like a, a, yeah. a, an episode that's kind of what happened wasn't it he
1: deserved it
0: <laughs> it was great and obviously we had your daughter on we had julia samuel on yeah. and yeah we've that we had the carnival diet remember that that was right at the start you were doing that
1: that was quite a good one. People were very interested in that, I think, that that is really a true fad of the moment, isn't it? That people are trying. So yeah. But it's been great. I've really enjoyed it.
0: Yes. And in this episode, we're both either feeling really festive or totally over it before it begins.
1: Yes. This challenge was your idea, Eve. <clears throat> Another one of your great ideas. Um, she may have ruined... <laughs> <laughs> the one food sauce I love at Christmas. Um, so have a listen to her great idea for a Christmas special
0: rose we've done the no drinking thing at christmas oh by the way this jumper actually this is an audio podcast so i don't know why i'm saying this when people can't really see what i'm doing but actually looking at this it looks like i'm wearing something covering my nipples anyway.
1: <laughs> it's quite a good christmas jumper sort of esque but then a bit saucy too <laughs> we can't see the smile but i know that there is one yeah there it is okay
0: anyway well we've done the no drinking thing at Christmas. Did we? Actually, I don't know if we did. No, sorry, it was you last year. You did no drinking and you did the drinking. So, yeah, all booze eventualities.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. There is a theme running here. One we'll talk next year shots before 11 and see how that goes. <laughs>
0: Well, no, look, I know it's kind of lots of people think about alcohol at Christmas. We kind of done and dusted that. But there was also a very sort of Christmas inspired food. And that is the good old Brussels sprouts.
1: Yay! I love a Brussels sprout. (laughs) My favourite. I know
0: you do. I think you're doing the PR for Brussels sprouts, to be honest with you. I love them. (laughs) Many people listening to this will probably be like, oh, yeah, I love a sprout, but... Lots of people are probably thinking, I absolutely
1: fucking hate them. Yeah. I would say that there is a slight shift because lots of people, used everybody used to hate them. And I think that there's been a bit more warmth towards the humble Brussels sprout. And I do think if you grew up in the 80s, then you probably went to school and had really boiled, disgusting Brussels sprouts, which definitely didn't help their reputation.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. So I think it is divisive. And some people say that you can grow to love them so it kind of leads into this challenge Mm -hmm. so I suggest that for the 12 days leading up to Christmas we eat Brussels sprouts every day
1: yay I mean I'm like literally you're like you're preaching to the converted that makes me very happy that's so much better than anything you've given me this season so great and you've got to do it too perfect
0: no okay I well I wasn't expecting that enthusiastic a response but there you go Look, you can't have them the same way every day. There is a point of getting variety in here. So I'm not going to say that you need to cook them differently every single time, but like at least four recipes I think is doable. And in terms of portion sizes, we're talking about a decent handful of sprouts. I mean, nothing too extreme. Okay. Cook them any way you want. So, or you can eat them raw, whichever... Where you want to do it so that's kind of the rules
1: all right then and I, let's see because I do really love them but I wonder if 12 days of eating them I have loads of great sprout recipes, by the way, so I can share those with you if you want, Eve. I share, I'll share them with the listeners.
0: Yeah, no, definitely.
1: I can't imagine ever getting sick of sprouts, but... Really? No. I actually... Do you know, it's funny, because Brussels sprouts were one of the last things to be available out of season, because mm. I used to be really sad that they would go away. Mm-hmm. But I think now you can get them around, all year round. I know this, because I buy them, and re- they come in really small packets in the summertime, because no one actually eats sprouts aside from Christmas, apart from me.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, look, there's loads of health associated benefits with sprouts. I mean, you know, I guess that's kind of the reason why people might have a like not so great relationship with them because they perceive them to be just healthy and not part of the mince pie and stolid and all the kind of like indulgent foods that we have around Christmas. So they kind of there is that, you know, typical association with them being kind of a healthy food. But there's a lot of science behind that, right? Because they are part of the brassica family. And because of that, they do contain a lot of different compounds. I mean, in that family as well are also things like cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, kale. and Yeah,
1: they are. I mean, they're incredible. They're really important for our phase two liver detoxification. So they're really important for our liver pathways. I mean, the majority of my clients get eat three cruciferous vegetables a day. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of liver issues going on. So supporting the liver and it's just a really easy way to, to do it.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, you know,
1: and you said the same that you... But you don't. You said you don't often give sprouts. Usually you use broccoli or cabbage. Or...
0: Well, it depends on the client because sometimes it's like you want compliancy as much as possible. So sometimes a Brussels sprout could just send them off on a tangent and not do it at all. Do you <laughs> yeah, know what I true. mean? But I do. I mean, obviously as well. You know, apart from the liver side of things because they do contain. It's the glucosinolates in there. So yeah. there's a certain compound in which is also kind of responsible for the. Side effects that people also don't like, um, because it's a sulfur compound. And when we chew that, it basically releases an enzyme. We need a certain enzyme to break that down, and then it, and then we get these compounds, these special compounds of which indole three carbonyl is another one, which we know is associated with anti-cancer benefits, although not so many human trials on that. But it's really, really exciting stuff. But our microbes can actually break down glucosinolates as well. The thing is, is that. When we cook sprouts, this is why we get the farty side effects, is when we cook sprouts, we actually negate that enzyme that helps to break those glucosinolates down. And then that makes all that sulfide and other chemicals, methane and stuff, more pronounced. So that's what yeah. we get. And also, I think it is this. Our microbiome gets used to certain foods. So if you add in a new veg, it takes a little while for you to cultivate those microbes and for your gut to get used to it. And so a lot yeah. of people don't eat sprouts all year, unless you go to see Rose Ferguson. And she tells you to eat them all year round. Most people don't, do they? They just have them at Christmas. So then obviously your gut's like, what the fuck is this? And so your microbiome is then not necessarily geared up. So maybe with the 12 days, we might find that we've got like super Brussels sprouts metabolizing
1: microbes cultivate down there <laughs> it's interesting actually there was an article about the taste of so the bitterness of vegetables and some people just mm-hmm. you know they have the gene that responds positively and then there are others who have a gene that mm. responds negatively
0: i mean in our biological evolutionary we're sort of geared up to avoid bitter tasting foods yeah. because actually way back when that would make us unwell and mm-hmm. it's the same thing with um coriander actually do you know what i never had that thing with a coriander like so some people have a genetic predisposition to it tastes like soap and yeah. i never had that until after having covid oh, interesting. so i wonder actually whether or not people might change their taste association to brussels sprouts Post
1: COVID, yes. oh, maybe I know because actually I, I never used to like coriander and and I and I have learned to like it. Yeah. But when I very first, I'd go, "What is that? I can taste what mm-hmm. is," and I could really taste it, even the smallest amount. And now I I don't I don't love coriander, but I like it in food. Mm-hmm. But also the bitterness around food is to do with the plant's protection, and there's quite a lot of information about this with phytates and oxalic acid and things. Mm-hmm. And actually, there there is some interesting research coming out about by eating those things it's putting a bit of hermetic stress on us and so therefore it's good for our resilience
0: yeah no definitely so
1: there you go brussels sprouts make us stronger even the bitterness in them is good for you yeah
0: and from a gut perspective as well i mean they're they're very dense in fiber and they have things like raffinose in them which actually a lot of the other Mm -hmm. cruciferous vegetables have but that helps to feed our microbes and so and our support our microbiome health, which has then had some associations with things like blood sugar management, which relates to kind of anti-diabetic things. Like I said there has been this link with anti-cancers. So there's a lot of positive research coming out about it. so, of course, look, we're not suggesting that you know we're going to get miraculous health benefits from eating 12 days of sprouts, <laughs> but but like everything it's consistency so of yes. course if you have one portion of sprouts once a year like you're not going to get all of the things that we've been talking about yeah. but it is going to be interesting yes so that's the challenge rose and now are you ready well i'm not quite as enthusiastic as you let's just say that but uh, yeah why not bring it on So day one of our 12 days of Brussels sprouts, and I'm sounding quite enthusiastic about this because obviously it's just day one. Unlike Ms. Ferguson, I mean, I don't mind a sprout, but I think 12 days of eating them is going to be pretty intense. Anyway, I'm stocked up, ready to go, and my first meal is going to be a stir fry with them with some sesame oil and sesame seeds because I know that's really, really tasty.
1: I am so excited about this challenge. It is so up my street, I can't tell you. After the season that I have had from this clinic giving me quite challenging um, challenges, I've got this one. I love them. They are my very favourite and they are very good for you but, um, and I've got loads of recipes so I'm actually really excited about doing this one. So it's day five and I've just come
0: out of so house had a lovely lunch and i did order a side of brussels sprouts and they had some chili in it and it was really delicious i'm getting a bit sick of the brussels sprouts if i'm really honest with you um i did a couple of stir fries with them and then i kind of sliced them up into some kind of sauerkraut type slaw but the thought of having them for another now week is slightly grating on me Uh, actually but I have to say nice side so onwards and upwards with the sprouts challenge
1: so sprout week's going really well I'm not sure if the family would agree would you? Are you enjoying it? yeah there you go Um, they're all a bit sick of eating them they're always sick of eating them at this time of year but I'm very much enjoying trying out new recipes with them and just different ways of eating them yeah so very happy my end And I wonder how Eve is doing.
0: So it is day 10 of the Brussels sprouts challenge. And to be honest, guys, like the last couple of days, I've just been a bit sprouted out. So I haven't had them. So I will do for the next two days. I know Rose has been enthusiastically sending me sprouts (laughs) recipes. And I'd like to say that I have the same enthusiasm for sprouts. But sadly, I really don't. Uh, in terms of how I'm feeling, uh, just sick of sprouts, really. But other than that, not really any major changes. Although it has been great to try different ways of eating them and such like. But I, I, I'm kind of looking forward to not having sprouts for a little bit now. Not until Christmas Day, obviously. So, Rose, how are you feeling after 12 days of Brussels sprouts? I feel
1: great. I loved
0: it. God. <laughs>
1: I eat Brussels sprouts most days. So Do you, though, really? Yeah. What, in the summer? No, no, around this time of year. Oh. They do definitely disappear from the shelves a bit when they're off season. So when they're in season and they're everywhere, I eat, lo- I eat loads of them. My children will tell you they're so fed up with Brussels sprouts.
0: Okay, well, I, I have to admit I wasn't quite as um, dedicated. Really, Eve? This is a running theme, isn't it? Shocked. I did four days. Okay.
1: And then what happened?
0: And I went out for dinner. No, actually, I ended up going for brunch and then dinner in the same day. And they didn't have them on the menu. Uh, Shopping. So I missed it. I know.
1: I had some today. I had an omelette oh this was good I had an omelette look and how then, excited you are I know well I was thinking about you because I had brussels sprouts on the um and I was going to put them into the omelette and I thought I wonder if they'd cook in time a sprout omelette anyway I didn't because I thought that was a step too far
0: okay and why did that make you think of me in particular
1: because we were talking about sprouts later today so I was like
0: oh okay fine I thought you were thinking like Eve loves a sprout omelette I was like do I <laughs> so what else did you cook with them then tell me
1: so i came up with quite a lot of recipes i didn't complete all of them but we will put them in the show notes The recipes because there are lots of different things you can do with them so one of the things that i think is quite good you can do with brussels sprouts is shredding it you know people always think you have to cook them whole so shredding it's quite nice because you can do that
0: that's kind of how i eat them to be honest with you most often than not is shredding them into like stir fries and you can make a nice slaw actually if you add them into that so i did do that so that's why that's kind of where i cheated already 'Cause I had other vegetables in there and so I probably didn't have as many sprouts per day as say you did, Rose
1: Ferguson. <laughs> Um, so I did quite a lot of shredding. I did some roasting. And actually, when we were talking, mm-hmm. we were talking about the taste, the bitter taste. Actually, when I when I was doing the recipes that I was thinking of, I noticed how many sweet things there are. How many sweet, you know, is maple syrup and cranberries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So actually, that bitterness gets negated a bit.
0: Yeah. Or something to just like another taste profile. So like an umami, like it's quite nice doing like in the slaw, I use kind of like miso and a bit of, mayo, whatever, to just like, it's that, yeah, it's just that counterbalancing
1: yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I think that's where bacon comes from, isn't it? That that umami, that meaty flavour with the Christmas classic, I suppose, isn't it? Pancetta in Brussels. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, even in our house, it's funny because Jake... <laughs> poor jake after his yoga trial after that you made him eat
0: sprouts for 12 days yeah. he's probably like jesus
1: christ they all quite like sprouts but he likes his really soggy soft oh. i like them with a bit of bite yeah i did go out actually to soho house
0: and they had them as a side and i did consciously order them roast. you would have been impressed on That's that good. one My and dear. then the other thing i do like doing with them which i did on like two days was kind of using they're really nice with sesame and a bit of soy, yes, so that's another nice combination, yeah, that yeah,
1: I did a bit of tahinis nice,
0: yeah, tahini's great, yeah, really nice, but anyway, in terms of benefits, did you notice anything really? I mean, not that it would have been that market for you since you eat them every day anyway. <laughs> I didn't really find... I mean, I didn't... No, I didn't. Did you? I mean, I guess the only thing was forcing me into creating more recipes. So I guess that would be a benefit. So thinking about different ways of eating them, because obviously like 12 days is quite a long time, although I didn't do the full 12 days. But yeah, yeah, in terms of noticeable health things, I don't think I really noticed anything because we both eat cruciferous vegetables. quite. I don't eat Brussels sprouts to the degree that... I don't think anybody eats them to the degree that Rose Ferguson does. But (laughs) look from all the piss taking that I'm doing with you and your fascination with these I do think actually it's a cruciferous vegetable that I probably only think about around December time if I'm really honest like I wouldn't think oh I could have them in September or whatever like so I do think maybe adding them in a bit more regularly because you know any diversity in terms of our fruit and veg is good so I guess for me that was the biggest benefit was thinking actually I need to eat more of these more regularly
1: yeah did you notice any negatives actually that's what everyone will be wanting to know so as we've established my gut is a brussel sprout adapted so it was not i didn't have any issues in that department but did you find any bloating or gas or anything no yeah. only because like i said i
0: think my gut's used to those cruciferous vegetables yes. and the glucosinolates which is the thing that kind of causes all of that so yes. the negatives were eating the same veg every day yes yes i think it was good because it brought in more diversity in in a more general sense but i do think the negatives for me were like oh my god am i gonna have to have brussels sprouts again today
1: <laughs> yeah but as queen of the gut i would expect your gut to be working in tip-top peak condition so i'm glad it's all fine well i
0: don't know if it will be after christmas rose to be honest with you the <laughs> amount of red wine i'm about to consume but there you go Woohoo! yeah i think we're sprouted out now well me at least anyway yeah. but, but before we go we've got a few emails so do you want to start with your one
1: right hang on let me find it okay This one was from Maxine and it said, hello, really enjoyed your podcast on strength training and wondered what online program you used. Thanks. I tell you what I used because I was very strictly instructed to use. It was a program that was, I guess, from a magazine. Was it the Women's Fitness or something like that? Mm -hmm. Because it's a six week weight program, three days a week. But anyway, I'll put the link in the notes because you can just get it for free. It's just online.
0: Yeah. And you've, you've still continued with that, haven't you? Yeah, I really enjoy it. Yeah. So there you go. It's interesting how we build in some of these challenges for like generally moving forward. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've got one here from Janet. Uh, just listening to your podcast on supplements with Lima, Lucy Goff mentioned a xenobiotics. Is this a supplement? And if so, where does one get it? I can't really recall that specific supplement it does sound a bit like a probiotic so maybe we can suggest some of our probiotics and or prebiotics that we like to use um i know both of us do use simprove in our practice for instance mm-hmm. i also use charla and seed and then in terms of prebiotics Bimuno is a really good prebiotic supplement i mean all of these have been scientifically backed and independent clinical trials what about you rose any other probiotics you want to add in there
1: I use BSL-3 sometimes as a probiotic, and I also use Biocult because it's easy and it's cheap for people who Mm -hmm. don't, you know, because some probiotics can cost quite a lot. So Biocult's a nice, less expensive one. Yeah,
0: But we both say this a lot as well, is that fermented foods are really an excellent way to get in your probiotics. And, you know, prebiotics you can obviously find in things like sprouts and (laughs) garlic and onions and leeks. But fermented foods are fantastic as well. So that's your sauerkraut, Uh, kimchi miso natto you know all of these fermented yogurt even natural yogurt if you're yeah. okay dairy and traditional cheese so that's a bit of a long-winded answer janet but hopefully that helps
1: <laughs> okay and then finally this is from ruth i have suffered from what i thought was thrush for many years and bouts of cystitis like symptoms the common wisdom is that a lot of these problems are down to candida I have spent years feeling like I'm doing the damage to myself as I can never stick to a candida cleansing regime recommended by countless books or afford the expensive supplements. I have come to the realisation that my thrush-like symptoms and cystitis-like symptoms can sometimes be put down to where I am in my cycle and suggestion from from a doctor that I have a sensitive bladder. I know that overgrowth of candida is a genuine problem, but are these cleansed diets and expensive supplements a bit of a con? Well the thing i would say ruth is that what you have to understand about candida is that it's a yeast and the yeast thrives on sugar because of that the yeast will cr- makes you feel like you're craving sugar so you eat sugar it helps the yeast procreate and it gets bigger and bigger the candida diets are usually around cutting out sugars which starves the yeast and knocks the colony back a bit and i would definitely if someone's had if you've had candida for a really long time i would do it and I would stick to it for like four weeks, six weeks, just really cutting out the sugar in your diet. And then I would also... What I know works really well, and I'm sure Eve, I think Eve will probably agree, is that there is a, um it's another yeast called Saccharomyces boulardii. Yeah. And what it does is it goes in and it takes up the space. It colonizes where the candida is. And it. it means the candida can't grow. So it takes over where the candida is. It's not that expensive. Yeah, I've worked with candida clients quite a lot. And just with those two simple things have really helped to get it under control um, because it will create symptoms in you if it's throughout the body, which it can be. Would you agree with that, Eve?
0: Yeah, I mean, she does mention here, candida and cystitis so it seems yeah. as though just generally you're immune system is compromised which a lot of the time can come from the gut so I wonder because with candida particularly again if it's or thrush actually more specifically is that a lot of times that can happen after multiple bouts of antibiotics you don't mention it here but I'm kind of reading between the lines because also with cystitis particularly if you're going and having recurrent cystitis infections often antibiotics can be given as kind Mm, of so I don't know if that's that so I would say we talked about probiotics before fermented foods and I definitely say building up the strength of the good bugs in your gut will also help Because we have different microbiomes in our body and actually the vaginal microbiome is really you know it's one of the biggest ones and there's also very much a link between our gut and our our anatomy so if there is an infection or a dysbiosis an imbalance of bacteria it can quite easily travel between those areas Mm. also stress like when you get all of these infections, it becomes really, really stressful and really debilitating like emotionally. And stress is one of the major things that impairs our immune system functioning, which means you're less likely to be able to fight off those infections. And, you know, maybe just avoid a bit of the like, I know it's Christmas, I sound like fucking Scrooge saying this, but just like too much alcohol. Because again, we're talking about things that might impair your immune system functioning. And if none of those tips work, this is why we're in a job. So you can come see functional medical practitioner nutritional therapist that can help to give you more specific guidance but hopefully some of those things Mm -hmm. will help
1: yeah and actually while you were saying that about infection something like oregano oil might be helpful here to try and you know if there is an infection that can be really useful too
0: right Right. so well that's you know this is the last in the series we hope you guys have enjoyed it and we are ready and well we're getting ready anyway for all the challenges that we're going to take soon into the new year with a lot more fads to try
1: but we are still interested in any of your suggestions so do send us an email on info at the or message us on instagram over the holidays
0: yes and thanks to everyone for listening please if you haven't subscribed do so and have a wonderful christmas and a very happy and healthy new year
1: happy christmas everybody bye